0: This is Badass Billy Gunn, 11-time WWE Tag Team Champion, Intercontinental Champion, Hardcore Champion, and you're listening to IcoPod. You got to hear this. And if you're not listening to this, I got two words for you. Suck it.
1: And we're back with episode 201 of IcoPod. I am Dallas Gridley. And with me, as always, is Austin Skinner. But with us, Uh, not uh, this week. uh, Uh.
2: uh.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) We finally fired that motherfucker. It worked. Me and Austin's plan has come together. We have kicked Bob Colling Jr. off the podcast. That's right, buddy. Uh, so you guys got what you wanted this is not the first time that Dallas and Austin are running the show by themselves and I don't want to brag here Austin but if uh, what I saw was correct that last time we were together was the most downloaded episode of IcoPod
0: I was just gonna say I didn't want to bring it up because in light of Bob's absence here uh it's still one of the most highly rated in the back catalog of IcoPod so it's not the first time and it Well, I can guarantee it ain't going to be the last time because it might be next week as well. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's always kind of a a, a nice maybe switch up of dichotomies when it's just me and uh, Dallas kind of throwing this at you here. But uh, Bob has done his good Samaritan deed. He's left us notes extensively. I think Dallas read eight pages worth of notes.
1: Yeah, it's long as fuck
0: um so yeah we're in good hands bob is taking care of us he is going to be uh missing in action this week so you'll have to bear with us it's uh our first raw coming out of king of the ring 1996 which i'm sure dallas will cover um and i did want to just kind of hearken back to that a little bit because i think as a whole collective group we were a little disappointed with king of the ring um an entertaining show for you know show's sake i would say but uh yeah as far as the actual tournament and how things kind of shook out some of the singles matches that we were looking forward to i'd say we were all pretty disappointed with the uh with the pay-per-view but that was episode 200 we are now on 201 as dallas said and we'll see what the aftermath is i'm excited about our new king of the ring steve austin i think that uh he's got Probably the most momentum we've seen a superstar have in, well, since we started um, as far as upward and, and forward momentum. But, yeah, I'm looking forward to it.
1: Yeah, I agree. And um, I just want to say, too, I'm, I'm, the only reason I know Bob didn't give me the wrong episode number is because I do remember episode 200 being King of the Ring. So I was definitely expecting Bob to type in the wrong number, make me look like a fool uh, when I when I opened the show. But I'm glad he didn't. Yeah. So that's good. But, yeah, Bob did leave me some notes. But I guess before that, if we want to do a, a, a quick recap of, of King of the Ring as a whole, I don't know if we normally do that do that on IcoPod uh, as far as what matches kind of took place and all that. But as Austin already said, I mean, Steve Austin won the whole thing. So I guess we don't really have to go through the tournament matches. Those don't really matter. Except for the fact that Jake Roberts oh, defeated Vader by I'll disqualification. That. that was pretty rough.
0: How long do you think we'll see Jake Roberts still kicking around?
1: I'm a little nervous, to be honest with you, because Warrior is already lasting longer than I expected. I know. I, I don't—if I was a betting man, Jake Roberts is not going to finish 1996 with us.
0: So you're thinking by December he's done?
1: God, I hope so.
0: I'm thinking before that, man. I well, really I'm
1: hope, am. I, I, yeah, I don't think he's going to make—I don't know if he'll make it that far, but what else does I'm, he have to do? That could have been his last match.
0: Well, here's the thing, though. Because I already see how this shit's going. Jake Roberts' his last match in 96. I guarantee you this dude will be on the Survivor Series team. 100%. Oh,
1: dude. Yeah, you're right. You are 100% right about that. So,
0: you know, I think we are stuck with him at least until November. But, dude, if he's lucky, it's November. And I'm hoping it's before that.
1: Yeah. Um, also at King of the Ring, we had Mankind defeating uh, The Undertaker.
0: Huge victory there.
1: Absolutely huge. Ultimate Warrior defeated Jerry Lawler, which mm. was just as exciting as you thought. Yeah. Uh, I'm reading these out of order, so my apologies. Uh, but uh, The Smoking Guns defeated the Godwins to retain the titles. That
0: wasn't that, anything either, really.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was a bummer, man. Um, and then... There are two other non King of the Ring matches where at Johnson winning the Intercontinental title from Goldust, which is pretty big. Shocker, and, yeah. And and then Sean retained against Bulldog in the main event, which I feel like they have yet to have a good match together.
0: Yeah, it was it was definitely a snooze fest, and that was another match where we were going into it hoping that hey. What happened at Beware of Dog is behind him. There's a reason why the match was what it was. Hopefully this time around, you have Bulldog, who's a decent worker, and Sean's one of the greatest of all time workers. You'd think they'd be able to put the chemistry together. But again, I do feel like they dropped the ball. Um, I put a lot of the blame on Bulldog because, as I've kind of said, since he returned to the company... I think they're trying to push him beyond his means. I I don't think that at this time, mid to late 90s, uh, well, I guess stick to mid 90s Bulldog. I don't think he's in a position to be a main event guy. I I just don't buy it. There's not enough steam. He's bounced back and forth too many times between the two companies. Um, He just, there's no roots. So it's hard for me to buy into him as as a legitimate threat. Um, maybe down the road, say, in 97, if he's got a little bit more of a foothold and a, and a positioning to make another move for the belt. I could totally see that. Um, but I do think it's time for Sean to move away from Bulldog and, and start doing something else. And I'll tell you what. You got a guy like Mankind beating Undertaker on pay-per-view. Is that your next challenger? Because, holy maybe. shit. You can't really get much bigger than that unless you literally pin Shawn Michaels in a
1: non-title match or something. For real, yeah, no, I agree with that. And yeah, I at this there's a couple times where I I certainly thought Bulldog, not that I necessarily believed he was going to win the belt, but I think he was a good challenger. And we that time is come and gone. And yeah, that needs yeah. To, it needs to end. And the, this I think the fact that they did such even the shitty storyline with was it's Shawn, so
0: weak. It's I think so that's weak.
1: that's when you know. Like, it's time to go, move on. Yeah. But, yeah, Mankind, that's a really great point as well, because uh, beating The Undertaker is absolutely huge, especially for someone as new as Mankind is. Dude, yeah. Yeah. Because uh, that
2: doesn't, doesn't happen. Good.
1: That yeah.
0: doesn't happen. Um, And really, the, I'm thinking about it. I mean, you could still kind of program him with The Undertaker, maybe loosely, but he needs to kind of swing off of that momentum i mean you can't just do that and then he's still feuding with the undertaker exclusively i feel like they need to bump him up if they're going to do something
1: like that yeah i agree uh also one thing that we i kind of skipped over and i'm surprised it's not the first thing that came out of our mouths that happened at king of the ring was the loose cannon
2: oh yes
1: brian Pillman officially has arrived I mean, we saw the video package and stuff, but he was yeah. in the arena, hobbling mm-hmm. on his crutches, and uh that's pretty damn exciting. So, I'm pretty pretty much looking forward to that.
0: Yeah, and I'll tell you, now I'll be pretty candid as most people know, I mean, big huge Brian Pillman fan. I don't think he ever gets enough credit for his contributions to wrestling, but uh my fa- hands down My favorite part of the King of the Ring is not even words exchanged or a match or a move. It's that moment on the ramp when Steve Austin walks by Brian Pillman and they acknowledge each other and Pillman kind of gives him a fist like, yeah, take it to him. It's just that little special moment where Mm -hmm. Pillman's like on the verge of exploding into the company and, and making an impact. Steve Austin's on the verge of fucking exploding and being the biggest guy in the next 10 years. And it's just, it's like a brush of destiny. Here's these two guys, they've met up again. Of course we assume that their paths are going to cross here in the WWF. I think it'd be a huge mistake if we don't think that's going to happen. And I think this promo that was on King of the Ring was positioned purposefully to kind of overlap with the Steve Austin segment um so i don't know it's just that moment right there for me is my favorite of the whole show the pillman promo at king of the ring is pretty decent i mean it's pretty Mm -hmm. jarring compared to a lot of the stuff we see yeah i know dallas you were talking about it how it's like that hasn't sounded like anything we've heard ever yeah it was
1: very new it was refreshing yeah Uh, so it it was a welcome uh, change for me
0: yeah so I am totally looking forward to that. He's going to be very limited, which, I, you know, we already know. He's, his leg is basically shattered. So that'll kind of have to see how it shakes out for us. But uh, either way, to have him on the roster and know that he's going to be on episodes of Raw and shit moving forward, I'm very excited.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Um, And, you know, I, I, as, as we were kind of talking through King of the Ring here, I – I like to use Bob's website, wrestling as a resource for my, my wrestling needs mm. as always. So um, if you're interested in in hearing some thoughts about King of the ring, 1996, Bob has an article called a uh, girlfriend watches uh, where his ex-girlfriend reacts <laughs> to King of the ring, 1996 and uh, X being
0: the key word
1: there. And it's, it's, it's pretty funny as I went through this, but, um, she gave it an 8 out of 10. So Holy there's a re- fucking shit. That's why I tell you what, there's a reason that she's an ex. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Damn that, sh-
1: that show was not a fucking 8 out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> Son of a
0: bitch. Well, did she say what her favorite match is in there?
1: Uh, let's see. Not I don't sure. know if it's in the recap. Yeah. yeah, I don't know if it has a specific uh, like favorite match listed, but... um. It's, uh, it's basically Bob writing her commentary through the whole show, which I don't know oh, how Bob got good. any – how did Bob get any girl to sit down and watch this show for fucking <sighs> two hours and 50 minutes is beyond I me. I
2: know. But you
1: know what? More power to her and him for doing that because the fact that Bob has watched the show more than one time yeah. is a lot. Yeah. Um, um, with that said, if you're a
0: listener, which you obviously are because this is already you know, a couple minutes in here. But uh, if you're a real listener, you'll do the same thing. You will sit your significant other down, man or female, and you will make them watch King of the Ring 96. And you will let us know what their thoughts are. And you know what? If they want to go so far as to give us a rating out of 10, we'd love to hear that too. Because uh, I know for one, my girlfriend would probably think uh, it was a fucking 2 out of 10 because... I don't think she'd have much interest, or even really want to try and sit down and watch it. But uh, no. yeah,
1: yeah, mine would sit and play solitaire on her phone. That's like her new thing. Um, <laughs> so it, we wouldn't we wouldn't get very far into the intro video package because we were watching a real good show, uh, and uh, she didn't give a shit. As I'm si- <laughs> as I'm sitting there like oh, like freaking out, and she's sitting there like cool dude, and it's like okay. <laughs> i can't i can't enjoy anything these days (laughs)
0: yeah so uh
1: but bob did leave some observer notes um and and some house show notes for this episode so i guess we can get into that and then if uh i don't know we usually bullshit more with bob around but i don't we can't talk about buttholes or pizza because that's
0: literally bob's mo buttholes and pizza
1: so, it's just, it's throwing me off today. So, let's go through these Observer Notes, we can react to them, and then, uh, if anything comes to mind,
2: <laughs>
1: throw it out there. Um, so, there is a lawsuit between WCW and WWF that has begun regarding WCW's angle, bringing in Kevin Nash and Razor Ramon. Oh! Yeah, the issue is regarding the likeness of their WWF characters appearing on WCW television. So, wow. That That is happening.
0: Yeah, and this has got to be relative. They must really be jumping on this, because I know it's June of 96. I thought, like, mid-June of 96, where these guys are debuting. So it's like, they waited no time at all to be like, nah, you can't do that shit.
1: Yeah, so uh, Scott Hall made his Nitro debut on May 27th, 96, and Kevin Nash made his debut on june 10th so we are
2: yeah we are
1: as of this technically this raw we'll say we're uh about two weeks you know wow 14 days
0: before they're slapping him with a lawsuit and don't get me wrong really after scott hall debuted they probably should have followed up with it because i think more than anything scott hall is being razor ramon
1: yeah a shit ton Kevin Nash is literally being Kevin Nash. He's got the fucking baseball hat on. That's
0: the thing. It's like Kevin Nash is like a guy, Kevin Nash. But Scott Hall, the way he's acting, and he's even using the fucking accent still.
1: Yeah, the Scott Hall one is pretty much... Like, I get it. Do I... Like, I don't know. I have a weird thing about... Like, this and just in general. Because they would still do this shit today. Like, if someone walked on with a different character or whatever. Yeah. But... It's weird because, like... I, I don't know. He's not using the name. If he was using the name that they probably have copyright, like, for, for the name. For promotional purposes, yeah. The yeah. whole, like, likeness of essentially an accent is, like, kind of weird to me. Like, hey, you have an accent, and you're, like, your normal, probably, everyday look? Yeah, that that's ours, too. Well,
0: and it, and it gets into, you can't copyright what somebody physically looks like.
1: Well, then that's the weird thing. Like, Like it looks
0: like Razor Ramon because it's Scott Hall who played Razor Ramon.
1: And it's not like he had a a mask on with a logo that they definitely, like, created themselves. It's like if if Mankind took that mask that they made for him and went to WCW. Scott Hall looks like fucking Razor Ramon, like you said, because it is. It is (laughs) is who it is. Right, right.
0: I do... I don't know with the voice thing, just because it is so specifically like he does that Miami Cuban accent thing because of the Razor Ramon character. It does end up blending into who Scott Hall is like that. He, his voice basically becomes the Razor Ramon voice.
2: Yeah.
0: But I could see where they're at this time in 96, like, Oh, well he's just being Razor Ramon without saying the name. So I don't know. Do I think it's lawsuit worthy? And do I think they have legs to stand on? No, I fucking don't. Because again, they're not using the the gear and the image of Razor Ramon to promote Scott Hall. Mm-hmm. They're not nameplate calling him Scott Hall. Yep. There's really no reference, or uh, calling him Razor Ramon. There's no reference to that character other than maybe the similar voice. And if they're going to do that, then WCW can sure as shit turn around and be like, yo, you know how you do them fucking segments on Raw all the time? Well, let's talk about that, buddy. Oh, it's parody? Oh, well, that's all we're doing then, too. It's fucking parody. Fuck you.
1: Yeah, I mean, that's that's a really great point. So I can't a- believe
0: how petty WWF is at this time, dude. The fucking billionaire Ted shit. Immediately. Mm-hmm. As soon as Nitro starts. And now as soon as Razor debuts, who was a pretty big star for them for several years, at least the last four, they're like, no, we're going to shut this shit down. Yeah. It's crazy.
1: Well, there's someone else who will eventually go to WCW later this year, and I'm curious if they will be also hit with a lawsuit because they also look the same as their WWF character. And, uh, you know, he... You know, you can put the pieces together. I don't know. Is he a country singer? I don't know. But <laughs> that's all I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. Does he wear the same shit? Maybe. So it's like, <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. I'm really yeah. curious to hear if that ends up coming up. I don't know. But we'll find out. Uh, I should have I actually started with this note. But um, unlike what I generally do um, for the TNA Cross the Line podcast is I, I read through the notes because I'm the one who reads them. I should have read through these before. i started talking to him on air but uh the king of the ring ended up with uh 84 thumbs up what the fuck seven percent gave it a thumbs down and eight percent gave it a thumbs in the middle so that's Mm. pretty fucking wildly different than we did
0: wow 84 thumbs up yeah and now i don't know at this time i probably would have done at least maybe a thumbs in the middle
1: i think that's fair to say yeah Um, Now, I like to play a game with Bob uh, over on the the TNA show where I make him guess the best and the worst matches. So, Austin, what do you think was the best match voted on by the wrestlers – or the readers, excuse me, of The Observer?
0: Oh, my God. There isn't one. Um, I'm going to say – fuck, I don't know. I don't know. Mankind Undertaker? (laughs) I don't know.
1: Uh, it was a Shawn Michaels and Bulldog. You're kidding me. I was going to vote no. that as the worst. <laughs> yeah, dude. A Heartbreak Kid Bulldog was voted on as the best match. But what do you think was voted on as the worst?
0: Well, it's got to be something stupid like Steve Austin versus
1: Jake the Snake or something. Yeah, it was uh, Vader and Jake. Okay. Yeah. So, same idea. Well, yeah. I guess so. So, that one's a little bit easier to guess. but Damn. Um, and then the last note before the house show notes... Is besides the six-man main event, also at the international incident pay-per-view, there will be Undertaker versus Goldust. Goldust apparently so Undertaker can get his win back, and now that Goldust mm. doesn't have the IC title, right. uh, he can do a lot more jobs. Uh, <sighs> Mankind versus Jake Roberts.
0: Oh and, my God. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah, that's pretty rough. Uh, and Savio Vega versus Justin Bradshaw. And then he assumes that Smoking Guns versus the Body Donalds will also take place. So I would say International Incident is turning out not too hot.
0: Well, and it's so funny because, like, we've been trying to hype these fucking in-your-houses up to be like, all right, we're going to get monthly pay-per-views. This is going to be great. Mm -hmm. Dude, these sometimes
1: are worse than, like, the episodes of fucking Raw that we're getting. I I think I agree with that, which is pretty bad. And it's saying a lot because some of these Ross fucking are rough.
0: I just don't know how at this time in 96, when the company is on Rocky Foundation as it is, people are shelling out this money every month to watch these bullshit ass thrown together pay-per-views where it's either they did it last pay-per-view and here it comes again. Or it's, hey, this doesn't make sense, but you might want to see it. So here you fucking go.
1: Yeah, I'm starting to think that I probably should just start skipping the In Your House pay-per-views and just keep nostalgia alive of, like, yeah, In Your House was pretty cool. Right. Yeah, it's
0: it's definitely that.
1: Because I was pretty hyped when we were, like, all the first one. Like, oh, I can't wait. We're watching all of them, and, like, they're really – there's been some that are, like, okay compared to a lot of other stuff, but, like, they're pretty rough.
0: Dude, I can't think of one In Your House, and I'm sure there has been. I just don't remember, but – I Right now, at this moment, I can't remember one in your house where it was like, oh, that was the best pay-per-view of the year.
2: Yep,
1: I agree with that. Like, absolutely fucking not. I agree. Um, and, I, and I can't even remember the ones that are decent. I know. And then,
0: okay, here we go. Gold Dust's momentum has been totally axed. Like, that dude's done. They're fucking jobbing him out now. After this super good build-up with a really different character. no, nope, he's getting the axe. He's fucked. Um, who the absolute fuck wants to see Mankind and Jake Roberts
1: fight? Are you shitting me? I don't understand that. I Maybe mean, if it, Jake was in his prime. I mean, is that just so, like, Mankind can get another, like, quote like viable win like oh he's he's pinning Jake Roberts like the legend because there's no way know. obviously Jake is not winning that like can we be real so yeah I, I mean that's I, the only thing I can think I of I
0: guess but like is it even really a big deal if you beat Jake Roberts at this point because everybody now so. has
1: been has been beating him. Yeah I mean I don't I don't think so at all to be honest with you.
0: I don't know. That's insane to me. That that feels like they're dropping the ball with a mankind for a pay per view. But again, we got to think back. This is an in your house. That they they're telling us they don't care about. Yep. So I guess we got to look at it that way. Um, smoking guns, body donnas. I don't give a fuck.
1: Yeah, but is it bad that that sounds like the best match that I just read? Yeah. I yeah, mean... that's fucking shit. That's pretty. That's pretty bad.
0: Um, was Warrior on that?
1: He was not listed, at least not on this potential listing.
0: So he said, "No thanks, I don't want to fly overseas." So fuck you. It's
1: got to be what it is, right? I-
0: interesting.
1: Yeah, I'm thinking that's what that is.
2: Because where um, where
1: where does international incident take place?
0: I think it's the UK, isn't it? I'm
1: gonna look it up quick. Or fly. maybe Germany. W W F. Let's see, because I feel like they said, but I don't remember, to be honest with you. It's one of those two. No, it's only in Canada. British Columbia. Are you fucking Vancouver, kidding me? yeah. Isn't that crazy?
0: These sons of bitches are calling it an international incident, and this shit's in Canada. Oh, my God. I can't even believe that. That is so typical WWF, though. Right. I should have known.
1: Well... What can you do? And that's mm. on July 21st, by the way, so we get a little time before we get there, but just just, just for a reference point. Mm. Um, let's head over to the house show notes, and we'll see if we're going to want to attend this show, but, you know, I, I could probably already guess, to be honest with you. Yeah. So, uh, WWF had a house show in Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada, mm. and it just says arena, uh, unless it's the Manitoba arena, but it just says arena. Uh, mm. June 22nd, 1996, and 5,500 people were in attendance. Okay. And it featured the following uh, couple matches here. Savio Vega pinned Steve Austin in 12 minutes and 10 seconds with a spin kick. Which is a very odd choice after you just <laughs> okay. one King of the Ring. <laughs> oh, no, this I'm is a technically before, I guess. No, well, this is before King of the Ring. Yeah, yeah. So, so my bad. I take back what I just said, but that's weird. Uh, Henry and... Phineas Godwin defeated WWF Tag Team Champions, the Smoking Guns, via disqualification in 6 minutes and 55 seconds. Yikes. Mark Merrill with Sable pinned Hunter Hearst Helmsley at 9 minutes and 35 seconds with a reversal. Mm. I, don't, I don't know what he reversed, but he reversed okay.
0: something.
1: Okay. Uh, mankind defeated Jake Roberts via submission at 7 minutes and 50 seconds with the mandible Claw. Wow. Prior to the bout, Roberts threw his snake on Mankind. Before the match. Okay. <laughs> uh, Ahmed Johnson pinned Owen Hart at 4 minutes and 45 seconds. with the Four minutes? The- Fuck. Oh, I don't get any better. Because in the main event, Yokozuna pinned Vader in 4 minutes and 45 seconds with a leg drop.
0: Holy shit, dude. So the longest match was the first one, Sabio Vega-Steve
1: Austin. It sure was. I'll tell you what, though. On paper, that's not a bad show.
0: I was just going to say, there's not that much fluff, which is nice. All these guys are being featured somewhat.
1: So if I didn't know the outcomes of this, I would have went went to this show.
0: Yeah, I would say so, too. I'm not getting no front row shit.
1: Well, you can't at this point. But I do think that overall, like... That's one of the strongest cards I think we've heard in a while. To be honest, it's, yeah,
0: and like I said, there's not there's not a fucking wild Aldo Montoya appearance
1: or like bushwhackers bullshit like that Dude. randomly like show up.
0: Yeah, it's all oh, especially like in Canada and shit.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't need that in our life.
0: Yeah, no, I uh, I agree, and I I think yeah. I agree with you um Bob's already at the show that's why he's not on this week's episode
1: he's like yeah, waiting in, in BC for us yeah he just went to uh Manitoba
0: yeah so yeah I guess we'll uh we'll meet him there yeah well
1: I guess unless you got anything else Austin before we get going here I guess it's time to get into the show so it's just a one house show then just one house show man that's mm. it pretty short okay. in, uh yeah pretty short notes really. Um, and unfortunately nothing too exciting but coming off a pay-per-view i think we can kind of expect that
0: yeah it's funny too because this is kind of the time where you would think coming into this it's like okay we we know what the next steps are and we know where we're going and but really according to the notes and really what we just discussed we're kind of going into this episode of Raw blind i mean they're they're switching the script us on us a little bit because yeah you know the feuds moving forward are not the ones we're really building off of from king of the rings so i think that's interesting again is it because they're building to a fluff pay-per-view yeah probably and you know we'll probably get back to our main course heading into you know say SummerSlam or something like that but uh i, I think this episode going to be interesting in that fact of we should know what's pretty much exactly going to happen. Or at least transpire
1: here on Raw, but we don't really know. No, that's true. And I mean, Bob's really missing out, man. Probably the only raw live raw that we're gonna get for at least the next three weeks. Yeah. Four weeks. So yeah. Bob, you're missing out. But that's okay. We're gonna we're gonna have a blast. We're gonna figure out a way to get through this. Will we talk about buttholes? Maybe. Will we talk about pizza? <laughs> probably (laughs) will there be a spongebob reference you never know so (laughs) if you want to follow along fire up the peacock which we all just love so much uh oh yeah this is season four episode 25 this is the june 24th 1996 episode of monday night raw so load that up if you have the one with ads screech (laughs) don't upgrade it's five dollars yeah. more. Shell out the fucking money. Actually, I'll read it during the show. But Screech texted me earlier, and it was I just saw the I saw the name Triple H in the text, and I was like, I'll read this later. And,
2: so, <laughs> <laughs>
1: and he, he did. So I will read this on air. Uh, Good. Momentarily, Good. once we get going. So let's load this up. I don't usually do the countdown, so this should be interesting.
2: Mm.
1: So. Great. Get that up. We're on a black screen. This goes 49 minutes and eight seconds. And yes, that's the correct time because Bob always says it wrong. Oh, mine's spinning. Hold on.
0: Oh, you already clicked on it?
1: No, I was just spinning anyways.
2: Oh. I think we're good. Okay. I'm
1: going to click it in a second, though. So I'm going to count down from five. And when I say play, hit the play button. Right? I think that's what Bob says. Okay. Five, four, three, two, one, play.
0: Holy shit, mine started as soon as you said it, dude. Great timing there.
1: And here comes... We're in Green Bay tonight, baby.
0: Looks Hunter pretty,
1: Selmsley. Looks pretty busy. Pretty packed. Yeah, it looks pretty good. Oh my god, Hunter, this is too perfect. Let's see who his opponent is, and then I'll read this screeched uh, note here. And we
0: Waller got,
2: uh,
0: yeah... Jerry Lawler, Vince McMahon on commentary. I feel like the graphics are a little different tonight. Maybe
1: I don't uh, know if I really. I guess I don't know if yeah. I, it's been. It's been a what, two weeks since we saw RAW. I don't even know. Yeah. Who's this? Ahmed Johnson. They said. I think. Intercontinental oh shit!
0: Triple H is fucked. If it's Ahmed Johnson, right? We're getting shots at the crowd here. Definitely seems like. This is a bigger arena for Raw or something. I don't know. The entrance looks long.
2: Yeah, it does.
1: It looks like it's a pay-per-view. Yeah. Let me see if I can pull up how many people are in this arena tonight. Mm. King of the Ring Coliseum Home Video exclusive. It's Ahmed celebrating backstage. There's Shawn Michaels. Actually, we saw this. This The network version
2: is the
0: Coliseum Home
1: Video version. (laughs) So we saw that, actually.
0: Um, Ahmed getting full pyro here to make his entrance. Remember, he is the new Intercontinental Champion. By the way, he's holding it upside down.
1: Not
2: all of that,
0: yeah. And it's still the ugly spray painted leather gold strap, which I feel like they probably should have just switched out. But again, this is 24 hours uh, removed from the pay per view, so I guess I understand.
1: I mean, fair, that's a really fair point that you just brought up, though,
0: yeah uh the whole front row on hard cam is all wearing burger king crowns and matching t-shirts can't tell what the t-shirts are yet but uh they're there
1: that is pretty funny there is a shit ton of them so someone went and then literally passed out crowns which i you know what i would have taken one as well
0: yeah for sure uh i'm at here pushing triple h away a couple times he's definitely looking like much more of a star than hunter Hurst helmsley is especially uh Considering Hunter Hearst Helmsley's track record as of late, let's not forget he basically did a job to Ultimate Warrior at WrestleMania and lost in the first round of the King of the Ring.
1: So it's great. Um, yeah. So yeah, we're we're in Green Bay, Wisconsin. This is the Brown County Expo Center, and according to Cage Match, we have uh, 4,660 people in attendance. Huh? I would have guessed more than that. Look at this. Tonight, Steve Austin versus The Undertaker, apparently.
0: Oh, what are they going to do with that?
1: I don't know. That's kind of weird.
0: Well, you can't fucking have Undertaker lose again on Raw, but you ain't having Austin lose.
1: Right. tonight, they're sunny. Sunny.
0: She's showing us her OnlyFans. Tonight, a shit ton of guys. Bulldog, Vader, Owen, a couple other guys.
1: So we got
0: a oh, lot going yeah, on. Let me, yeah, let me turn on subtitles, too, while we're watching here. Guy's in a fucking headlock.
1: So let's see what Screech says to me here. So he said, you guys know Triple H was supposed to go over in 96, but because of the curtain call, he lost the push. Thank goodness. WWE, by making Stone Cold the winner, was the right move. Push a guy who barely deserves a – he meant mid-card, but he said mod-card. Um, a mid-card, <laughs> like Hunter, would have made WCW win the war.
0: Oh, my God. I don't know if I'd go that far. Um, I actually did know that. I knew that they were putting the screws to Hunter Hussomsley at this time, and I knew that, you know, originally, maybe at the start of the year, they kind of had him as the shoe-in to win. But uh, yeah, I think I, I, things happen for a reason.
1: Yeah, and also um, Mike Campbell also made a comment about the same exact thing on a recent ec- episode of IcoPod over on our Facebook page. Uh, Along with saying that occupational wrestler is his new favorite term, but, like, that's what we're watching. We're in that time. Yeah, absolutely. That's what it is.
0: Um, We're slowly getting out of it, which is nice, but, like, it's still that. Oh, Ahmed barely making it over the top rope after Triple H pulled the top rope down on an Irish whip. They're trying to start hot and heavy here, but. uh,
1: Yeah, they're trying. There you go.
0: What the fuck is Triple H? Oh, he's doing a baseball slide. I thought he was going to
1: jump out. Yeah, we wish.
0: We're at ringside here. Those commentary tables are pieces of absolute shit. Those are black tables with, like, black cloth over the top.
1: Yeah, those don't look too hot, man.
0: I don't know what this is. This isn't how Raw is usually set up. Usually they got a little bit of a nicer table than that, don't they?
1: I'm not 100%, but those ones look shittier than normal, if anything.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, Triple H's Lady of the Night is sitting ringside, although we did not see her during the entrance,
1: so. I didn't even know that. Yeah, he got the Jabber entrance, bite, but we were going live on the air, and he was already in the ring, like, taunting, so.
0: Right. We al- also did not get the uh, traditional Raw opening video package. Which I think Whoa.
1: Interesting. That's a really good point. Yeah.
0: Well, because sometimes they'll show the entrance and then they'll cut to the, the video, but we haven't seen
1: it at all. So they're, they might be on a new one. They could be doing that, or I could see that being like, well, Nitro might have started, like Ben starting without doing it, you know what I mean? Or something right. new could have happened, and right. they're like, let's just get right to the action, and then maybe people will stay tuned in.
0: Yeah, that's true. Uh, I at surprisingly not looking as strong as he normally does. I feel like Triple H has been in control for the most part here.
1: Yeah, it does seem like that.
0: So I don't really like that at
1: all. We'll see He's just I your new it. Intercontinental Champion. Who needs well, to be strong?
0: dude, yeah, like this should have been fucking done. Oh, we're getting a picture-in-picture picture here. We got Marlena and Goldust standing by. Uh Vince is asking him if it's bizarre to be watching the new Intercontinental Champion wrestle.
1: Huh. He goes, I'll be back. Terminator, 1984. So mm-hmm. he's using Arnold Schwarzenegger quotes.
0: <laughs> Interesting.
1: He does look pissed.
0: He just called him a Mandingo? Is that what he said? Holy shit, you can't say that.
1: Oh, boy. Well, no, Goldust is looking more serious in this vignette. He is pissed, so may- maybe this will be a positive turn for the character.
0: <sighs> I fucking hope so, but I doubt it.
1: Yeah, me too, but...
0: Um, he brings up Undertaker. He says he's already buried him in his own casket, dropped him in the ground, and shoveled dirt on his poor, pathetic soul. So he's already alluding to the Undertaker stuff, which, I mean, I don't know. I guess is fine, but... All right, Whatever. To- done with that what are you eating dude spaghettios
1: pizza no i'm just kidding um this is a balsamic bliss bowl it has mozzarella cheese tossed in olive oil sea salt and crushed red pepper with some baby spinach some uh baked chicken and tomatoes that were roasted with the chicken and some rice and uh it has a balsamic glaze on top with some lemon juice so, is that a Hello Fresh meal, or who made that? No, uh, me and Kaylee make this often. It's actually very delicious. It's, it's No,
0: it sounds good, but it just doesn't strike me as a, oh, let's just make some balsamic-glazed-baked
1: chicken salad tonight. I don't know, dude. I'll send you the recipe. I actually think you might like this.
0: Well, yeah, but where the fuck did it come from, is what I'm saying.
1: Well, we just found it online.
0: Yeah, I was going to say, there's no way you're just, like, <laughs> casually... <laughs> Oh, let's just do some baby spinach fucking baked chicken salad.
1: No way.
0: <laughs> you son of a bitch. Uh speaking of baked salad and some chicken here, uh we're getting pretty baked out and dried out by this opening match, I would say.
1: Well, let's see. We're we're about to hit we're at ready nine minutes and Oh it's been a nine minute match. Yeah. Essentially. Uh, We've caught
0: Hunter Hearst Helmsley in a bear hug. So.
1: Oh, wow. That was quite the atomic drop. Hunter went all the way across the <laughs> ring. <laughs> Whipman yeah. is our referee, which is, is it just me? Or do we think that he's going to eventually be in like a storyline after being I, I,
0: Yeah, I do. And if they're not doing that, they're obviously trying to pretend that he was never a manager.
1: It's very weird. Yeah. It, no, it makes no sense. I'm at press slams Helmsley. Crowd's going nuts for Ahmed, though. I got to say, his tights are... We have one full butt cheek exposed. At all times. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's extra tonight, but...
0: You can see his baked chicken through them.
1: Yeah, the chicken nugs are about to hang out at the bottom, too, but... For sure,
0: yeah. Um, I don't get the Harvey Whippleman thing, and I'm pretty sure Vince has said stuff on commentary before. Yeah, like I do, too. Pointing out that he was the referee. So that's got to probably be on purpose. A uh, big spinebuster there by Ahmed. I don't know. I just feel like these guys should not be having this kind of match. Ahmed Johnson should have just fucking destroyed this dude. Yeah. We're gonna see the Pearl River plunge. People um, are getting right on their feet for it. They definitely want to see it. Oh,
1: reverse. Oh. No. Those guys in the front just all have the same exact. Respect- Excuse me, raw shirt on. It's like a, yeah. a director cut thing but it says raw on it.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's like the clapper board. Yeah. Um probably fucking heat pressed onto those shirts, if I had to guess. Just really oh, yeah. pieces of shit.
1: Yeah, they didn't make those. No. Or sorry, they don't sell those is what I meant. Right.
0: WWE didn't make those. Yes, yes. Yeah, we're back in the corner now. See, we were picking up, but they're fucking slowing it down again.
1: Yeah, this is weird.
0: So, I just do you don't see-, see Hunter Hearst Helmsley as the guy who would be taking it to Ahmed Johnson.
1: Do you see Goldust challenging Ahmed for the title again, or are we just automatically getting away from that?
0: I think they should, because unlike most of the storylines, theirs seemed pretty strong and compelling. I mean, you have a guy who's clearly against everything that Goldust stands for. And Goldust is trying to be like the pseudo good guy by giving him mouth-to-mouth resuscitation, but really it's just to aggravate Ahmed Johnson. Right. Um, I think there's a good chemistry there. I, I, I don't think it should be their last match, but do I see him booking it again? If they're not doing an international incident, I feel like we're not going to see
1: a rematch then. That's kind of what I'm thinking as well.
0: Pro River Plunge out of nowhere. Fucking slammed Triple H down. And
1: gets the three count. That was a cool finish. Yeah, it was. That wasn't too bad. I mean, there were some dull moments, but that wasn't an awful opening match.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I guess I just... I'm so used to seeing how dominant Ahmed Johnson is. It's like, what the fuck?
1: Well, I agree with that. But we've definitely seen worse opening matches. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree.
0: And it shows that at least Ahmed can have somewhat of a match and not have to dominate the whole thing for you to even want to take a second look.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: Did it run long? Yeah, I think it did, but. They just slowed the pin down, and Ahmed Johnson, while he was pinning Triple H, was saying, Goddamn motherfucker. The <laughs>
1: oh boy Doc Hendricks in there. The biggest victory in your career happened last night. Ahmed, your title's still gold. Tell us what you think.
0: He's just out here to get himself over, is what's going on here. Well, we haven't heard a lot of Ahmed promos. Let's see where this goes. Well, he won't last Doc. long. Mike Doc?
1: Oh, wow. He's the first African-American champion of the world, he says. So he's in the history books.
0: I think he's mixing that up. you going to hear me out. Uh-oh, he wants everybody to understand he's defending the belt for African-Americans. Defending the belt for everybody in here. Black, white, red, or green.
1: Oh, shit, Austin. There's one of those raw shirts. Maybe they were selling them. Could I be. Just- Either that or
0: uh, the Hebners are out back making a fucking killing.
1: <laughs> one of the two. Wow. There you go. Uh,
0: the belt has been around the wrong waist. He's going to defend it for the people from now on.
1: Speaking of bootleg shirts, do you remember... Um- when Cloudy got fired and, like, couldn't get booked at 2CW again because of that whole incident with the merch. Oh, yeah. Well, me and me and Bob recently just went to an, uh, an Excite Wrestling show, and Cloudy was there, and Bob started yelling, hide the merch. Oh, <laughs> oh
0: my <laughs> God. Did he acknowledge it or no?
1: No, he didn't. Oh, well, that's... and then also at the 2CW show, the last one that Cloudy was actually at, he was throwing up in the match. Like, he threw up under the ring and shit. Yeah, that's and so I was yelling like don't throw up
2: nice
0: nice um, nice little tidbit here. I've seen in the crowd at this show that there is a Vince and Jerry for 96 sign, which I think would be a hint at Jerry Jarrett. So people are knowing that he's playing somewhat of a role backstage or at least has been in talks and doing so. Hmm. So that's interesting. Uh, we're getting a recap here, video footage, believe it or not, from Royal Rumble. Just brief clips of uh, some of the stuff that transpired. They're making this Sean Bulldog match look really good.
1: Uh, yeah, it wasn't.
0: No. I'm surprised they're showing as much as they are for this little Encore
1: hype video. I think they're really trying to get you to want to go and watch it again. Yeah. Oh, here comes Sunny. she got her own video package here. I know, she's by herself. but well, hey, since she's coming out, I wonder if there's been any updates. Ooh, yeah, I don't know. She was just in the hospital, which I think explained the lack of them, but.
0: Uh, I'm, I'm just, just gonna... waiting until she go makes her fucking fifth trip to prison. Oh, boy. What's this? A foot action commercial. Foot action commercial. Is foot action even around anymore? Uh, I don't know, man. They were a couple of years ago. If they're
1: out of business, it hasn't been long. Okay, so there is some Sunny updates. It doesn't look like... I I like when she writes really vulgar shit because it, like, makes us pop on here, but...
0: Oh. Burger King, get your burger's worth at Burger King. That's the sponsor here tonight. Foot Action USA. wonder how much you're paying for that bullshit. Uh, sunny is ringside. joining Vince McMahon and Jerry Lawler. Her tits are just hanging the fuck out.
1: Well, oh, that's Sunny for you. She she headed a finally out of the hospital sale. We can get your first month 50% off and enjoy new photos and videos. I'm shooting now in San Diego.
0: Oh shit, dude, we should have jumped on that. That's a good deal. So instead so of $1. seventy-four ninety-nine a month, it was only fifty bucks.
1: Right. And then she posted again, fifty percent off sale for the next week. Massive photo shoot done today. Sample shots available to view now. And a behind the scenes video is now on the page. Listen, if Bob wants to stop being a punk ass, okay. Huh? And Bob, if you don't listen to us right now and you're not listening to this part of the episode, fuck you. Stop being <laughs> a punk-ass. And you subscribe to Sonny's OnlyFan with the IcoPod email address. Use the IcoPod credit Absolutely. card. Absolutely. Absolutely. And we will do research. It is for research. Well, what was that?
0: I don't know. A fan was sending in a nude. Seven. Who the fuck? This is Who is these
1: this? Are, these are fan videos.
0: Oh, and they're playing characters? Randy Blake looks like fucking Amish Roadkill.
1: I think is it finding the next person that Sonny will manage? Is that what's happening? I think it might be. Oh okay. Look, Cloudy's here. Jesus
0: Christ.
2: Speaking I'd of love Sunny to
0: know whose idea that fucking
1: was. This is Sunny's most recent picture. I don't know if that'll focus. With the filters on, she's not looking bad.
0: Yeah, you know what? She's not. Her forehead's about the size of Darth Vader, but... So are her, her boobs. Those are looking smashed.
1: Yeah, so with all the filters and makeup on, Sonny's not looking
2: bad.
0: Yeah but, yeah, but dude, when you're subscribed to OnlyFans, you can't do no video filter. Well... You're yeah. seeing the real deal sex appeal, baby. <laughs> yes you are um here's the matchup we got for you on tv right now the body donnas versus fucking brooklyn brawler
1: and who's Ooh. that on the who's that scott taylor with him i didn't get a look at him yeah. I, I actually i think i have the carp still pulled up it's actually jerry fox
0: oh i don't know who fox that is uh yeah that gives you
1: an idea how long this one should last i would think Rockin' Randy. That's who he is. Oh, okay. In goon number one. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh.
0: Okay. Uh, Thumb to the eyes. Brooklyn Baller is in control here. Definitely going to be making a run for a strap sometime soon.
1: I would assume. Uh, Ahmed Johnson, watch out, because he's got the ripped Yankee shirt and dirty jeans, and he's ready to fight.
0: I think they dropped the ball by only having Abe Knuckleball Schwartz in the crowd on Raw. I think he should have stuck with that gimmick. <laughs> that was a fucking winner if I ever saw one. You know, you know, Cornette always says the only way a guy is a main eventer if he, if he passes the marquee test. Like, if you can read his name on a marquee and think, oh, wow, that like Steve Austin. Like, that guy sounds like a badass. If Abe Knuckleball
1: Schwartz isn't a marquee, <laughs> Name I don't know what the fuck is. Gabe Knuckle. that's an interesting way to look at it.
2: You know I never thought I mean? about it like that. Like
1: yeah. of, I like that the marquee thing.
0: Yeah, that's what he says. Of that, look at this guy's fucking tights. I know. It looks like a mix of cocoa beware, mm-hmm. and fucking I don't, spark
1: plug holly. I guess. Wait a second. Sunny is saying she's bringing in a singles wrestler to maybe even take the uh, WWF title from Shawn Michaels or the Intercontinental title or all four with the tag team. She said she's not going to tell us now, though. It'll be a big yeah. surprise for everybody.
0: If I had to guess with WWF's track record, it's probably fucking like King Kong Bundy or some bullshit. It's,
1: dude, it's not going to be good. Not no. going to be good. It ain't going to be good.
0: It's not going to be, like, a new, young, hip guy on the rise. It's going to be some asshole.
1: Even if it is someone new, it's going to be, like, a it's gonna be a flop.
0: Like, a fucking J-brown. Yeah. No doubt about it.
1: I, I feel, uh... What were you saying? I, I, feel, I was going to say, I feel like Skip's looking pretty good. Like, pretty good shape. He's not wearing, like, that awful singlet, so that's probably helping, but...
0: Yeah, yeah. I, uh, watch and Skip here, I recently watched a Hostile City Showdown, um, mm. an ECW pay-per-view. Or, no, you know what? I had it downloaded. Oh, God, he barely got him up for that sit-down powerbomb there for, uh, Zip. But, you know what? I actually watched Heatwave 98, which historically is considered the best ECW pay-per-view of all time. Um, and there's a Candido match on there with Lance Storm, and I figured, you know what? Let me sit down and watch Candido and try to appreciate him. I don't know, man. I still just wasn't interested. Hmm.
1: I haven't and, seen that show.
0: And that's like a peak Candido, like that. That was a, you know, a good match. I just couldn't get into him.
1: I oh, there you go. Zip got the pin on Jerry Fox. Cloudy is celebrating ringside.
0: I'm sick of that fucker, too.
1: Yeah, I don't like it at all. No. What? What is she doing over here? Sunny wants oh, Cloudy away. She...
2: Yeah. Oh, God.
0: I think it's so lame that it's Sunny and Cloudy. What a bunch of bullshit that is. He's walking her away from ringside here. imagine you get like signed to the wwf you're like all right we're gonna use you on weekly television you're gonna be signed
1: and you gotta be fucking cloudy dude yeah that's pretty rough do you do you think this might be a long shot too but you have what what we know is a guy in drag essentially does it take there's no hiding it does it take away from the gold dust character yes i think so too yeah Why the Uh, fuck are we getting a rock fucking barbershop window? Dude, it was cut
0: in so randomly.
1: They're talking about the rockers and shit right now. Is it all about? Oh, it's all about Shawn Michaels. It sounds like. Well, Marty. Oh, are they
0: trying to say that Sonny's bringing Marty in to fucking fight Shawn?
1: That'd be ridiculous. That
0: would be ridiculous. Next week we're getting a singles match. As if this feud hasn't played out enough already. (laughs)
1: Yeah, that's weird, dude.
0: Might be good, though. They've historically had good matches. We haven't seen them have a bad match. There's a sign in the crowd, Sonny, will you play with me?
1: Look at this Sabu sign right there. Wow, yeah, Sabu right there. Then there's Sonny Delight. Cloudy's chasing King into the crowd. Trying to kiss him. That's pretty funny. Oh my God.
0: See, yeah, it does play into the gold dust thing way too much. I agree.
1: Oh boy. Aldo Montoya, Savio Vega, and Barry Horowitz in the ring.
0: So this is a tag match,
1: I would think. Is this that big one with Cornette's team? Oh, yeah, it is. Yeah, because there is Bulldog Vader, I see. Owen. Owen. Okay, so this is gonna be about two minutes long.
0: It fucking better be, dude. It better be, cause like Diana, those are three of your biggest quote-unquote stars that you're
1: fucking using. Oh God, I do. I'm just like you with Candido, dude. Vader, I just I can't.
0: No, WWF Vader is not good. Uh, we're about 25 minutes and 36, 37, 38 seconds in. So a little past halfway here.
1: Yeah, I'm actually a couple seconds ahead, I think. Okay. But that Uh, might have been. Owen is still wearing the cast, by the way. Yeah, which is like a weird gimmick. I don't really understand, to be honest with you.
2: Yeah.
1: Oh god, Jim Cornette's gonna be on commentary. Oh my god.
2: Nobody invited me. I I like inviting you
1: tonight. Well, yeah, he's wearing a fucking normal color suit: gray jacket, black shirt, red tie. Yeah. Um,
0: I can't, poor Savio has been saddled with these mm -hmm. fuckers.
1: I was just thinking the same exact thing. You could have put anyone else instead of Savio, right? I
0: know. Ooh, I don't like Owen's new tights here. The slammy and the blocked out font on top. Nah, not a fan of that.
1: Yeah, those look kind of chunky. Yeah. Uh, well, he's
0: starting to kick things off here. They're doing a uh, lower third for International Incident. Sunday, July 21st. Owen oh, kicking things off with uh, Barry
1: here. Barry watching now. Here we go. I
0: mean, he's got a full goatee, which is weird. Has he had that before?
1: Barry? Yeah, I thought it was a beard that he did. I thought so, too. So, the, the just goatee might... Or does he hit? Oh, he's got some stubble, but he's much more pronounced. Yeah, I guess he does.
0: Oh, boy. Here comes Savio. Owen begs off and backs off into the corner. Tags in Bulldog. Let's see here. Now, if anybody should be getting steam on the face team, it's fucking Savio. So he should. Yeah, okay. Here we go. There we go.
1: Taken down Bulldog. Gets a two count. Pops up with a drop kick and another one. And I
0: still feel like Savio got a really bad shake and he probably could have done a lot more than they let him do.
1: Uh yeah, I think I agree with that.
0: He's not the greatest, but like he's consistent and you can kinda count on him to have a decent match, which is more than you can say for ninety percent of the guys that come in and out yeah. at this time.
1: Oh for real.
0: So, yeah, I don't know. Vader's in here clubbing away. I don't think anybody gives an absolute fuck. I don't. He just killed Savio with a fucking short arm clothesline.
1: That's what Vader's doing around the ring. Fucking barking like a dog. Yeah.
0: Good God. Uh, I have chili waiting for me downstairs, which I'm very excited for. I was, cool. uh, yeah, I was recently out of town for work That's and right. I attended a chili cook-off. Oh, really? Dude, let
1: me tell you. Wait, do you have chili from the cook-off? No. Oh, okay.
0: But I had some pretty fucking good chili there and ever since I've been in the mood for freaking chili and I know I'm going to be disappointed because this ain't no chili cook-off
1: chili. Is it? Did you guys make it or did you buy it?
0: So a little bit of both. We do we do one can of vegetarian chili, and then we mix our own beans and peppers and stuff in it, our own seasoning. So it's a little bit of a cheating, okay. but it's still good. Um, and we eat it a lot because we probably have it maybe once every week or so because. Dating a vegetarian, your options are somewhat limited, so it's something we both like, so we, we do have it quite a bit.
1: Okay. Yeah, Kaylee makes chili. That's pretty damn good.
0: I, uh, I actually found a really good little, well, there's a million of them in, in Gatlinburg, Tennessee, but Pepper Palace. I've heard of that. Is like a place where it's all different spices and hot sauces and stuff.
1: Oh, wait, like the store? Yeah. Oh, wait a second. We have that at Destiny. Pepper Pals? Uh, yeah, I'm almost positive it's the same thing. Hold on. Oh, I thought it was only in, like, Florida and Tennessee. No, I think we have that. Yeah, we do.
0: Well, dude, you better fucking go there because— I've been there. Dude. When when you could try all the samples, I was there. Oh, no, they were letting you try them in Tennessee. Oh, really? I, I
1: haven't been in in a while, but—
0: Oh, my God. I could have spent fucking $50 in there on hot sauce. Wow. Wow. I did buy one bottle. We did uh just miss the finish though. What the fuck happened? I think it was a submission.
1: But yeah, it was uh that was pretty quick.
0: Well, it I mean it needed to be. Uh your heel team wins, obviously. I guess via submission. Maybe Owen had a sharpshooter locked in or something. I don't know. We're getting the same promo package for the uh King of the Ring replay, which is fucking bullshit. They just showed this fucking five minutes ago. Yeah, good
1: thing they're doing it again.
0: Um, but yes, Pepper Palace, if you have one in your area, fucking go. Because I tried probably eight hot sauces, and I wanted to buy every single fucking one.
1: I like that shit, man.
0: Dude, so good. So good. And they have they have barbecue sauces. They have dry rubs. I I'm, I'm just a sucker for that place, so... I uh I did buy one. It's called Christmas in the Smokies, and uh, it's not related to Christmas whatsoever. But the heat is really good and the flavor is really good, so That's all uh, you need. I bought it. Yeah.
1: Oh shit, dude! Tillman
0: coming down to the ring here, looking fucking pissed. Okay. More to dude. come. We're going to commercial break.
1: He's wearing that awesome vest. Dude, I know.
0: What the fuck is this workout? We're coming back it's to,
1: you. yeah. It's got to be a bullshit fucking in your house p- promo or something, right? I don't know, or yeah,
0: something like where a star is gonna come in and beat him up. Yeah. Guys, just lifting weights here on a bench press. Just a no-name guy. Like, who the fuck is this? Wait a second. Oh. That was a fucking swerve. He gets in a wheelchair and wheels away. Un- Unleash, Unleash the, the warrior, warrior inside
1: you. And it's the warrior logo. Whoa, you gotta and... be shitting me, man. Wait a second. Steve Austin's in the ring. Brian Pillman is ringside.
0: Again, no coincidence, I would think.
1: Uh. I said what I need to find out right now. Is who the hell I need to talk to is to get my goddamn money. Did they bleep it out? I didn't hear I didn't hear any bleeps.
2: Holy shit.
0: He's gotta get in the ring, Vince says.
1: And he said, I don't have to get in the ring, I just gotta get in your face.
0: Where's my cash?
1: (laughs) I mean, is that kind of hinting at, like, hey, you're actually the boss. Give me my money. Yeah, I think so. Because at this point, unless you're a smart fan or something, you don't technically know Vince is the owner, right?
0: I don't know. I think the the cat is maybe halfway out of the bag. I like that uh, Pillman goes, wait, I'm not done talking to you, and they cut him off. (laughs) Uh, again, another Pillman segment butted up against the Steve Austin segment. I like when they do that shit. I'm surprised it's something that they would do, though. I know. Uh, lights out here. We got The Undertaker coming out. Is this, I guess, our main event of the night? And it looks like they're going to get some significant time here.
1: Yeah, we got over ten, 10 minutes left of the show. So.
0: Yeah, wow. It's closer to 15 minutes, actually.
1: Uh, I guess I'm okay with that. Steve Austin, Undertaker should be decent. You would think there's something to that, especially in hindsight. It's pretty cool to see. Right,
0: right, exactly.
1: I think that's my favorite part of going back on old shows like this is like, oh. This is the first time
0: they wrestled. Look at that.
1: That's pretty cool. It's cool. But we got at least five minutes here. Undertaker's coming out.
0: Yeah, I was going to say. Um, I did download the new Grand Theft Auto. Came out on November 11th. Uh, I have yet to play it or start it because uh, I have not been home.
1: So I'll tell you right now, I've heard bittersweet things.
0: Correct. Yeah, I'm a little worried about it, to be honest with you. But uh, I am looking forward to trying it because if anybody's a sucker for some GTA fucking Vice City, buddy, it's me.
2: There you go.
0: And you go back to those games now on PS2, you can't play that shit on PS2. You can't even see what it is.
1: Yeah. Maybe I need to break the PS2 out, because I don't know if I'm going to buy it or not, especially once I heard there's, like, issues and stuff.
0: Well, and the thing that sold me, a lot of the complaints are, like, the graphics or whatever, but the thing that more sold me on it is, like, it's been updated with controls and... Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah.
0: That sort of stuff, because they're hard to go back and play.
1: Well, here's the thing. Graphics updates, like, I get people want fucking Super HD remakes. Yeah. All I'm saying is I've been playing Mario 64, and I don't give a shit that that looks like, you know, it was made back in the 90s or whatever it was. Because it looks better than it did then because our TVs are better. And, like, I don't know. Exactly. That's, like, part of the fun for me. I don't
0: know. No, I'm in the same way. If you fucking update it all, it might as well be a different game. And don't
1: get me wrong. I wouldn't complain if all of a sudden they redid like Mario 64 and it was like the new like 3D Mario style. Oh, I'd eat that shit up. Absolutely. Yeah. But I'm not going to complain of like, well, this is the updated one. Why is it not looking how I want? Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I don't know. It's bugs and new games always have bugs. So it's like, whatever. You know what I mean? I think people are being a little ridiculous.
1: Yeah. I don't know. Although I saw that if you use cheat codes, it turns off, like, the trophies and achievements, which I think is kind of funny. Oh, really? I didn't know that. I think. Unless it's, like, you're doing it maybe. That does kind of suck. Well, because that's, like, silly. I mean.
0: Yeah.
1: I used to care a lot more about, like, achievements and trophies, though, so, like, I don't know if I'd really care, but. No, I know, I know.
0: And really, some of them older games where there's a very loose storyline, that's why you're playing it anyway, to put the cheat codes in and fuck around
1: well, yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. If we got together and you were like, "Dude, I'm gonna fire up Vice City," my ass is ready. Like, oh I'll, yeah, I'll play the fuck out of that with you. Yeah, it'll it'll be like we were. Uh, what, how old again? Thirteen or whatever.
0: Literally playing it way late at fucking night to the point where we played it so long that. The last couple of turns we were taking, we were just driving as regular pedestrians. Like, that's yeah. how long we've been fucking playing it.
1: The only thing left to do is act normal.
0: Yeah, exactly. Right. Exactly. You've already
1: used the bazooka and blown up all the cop cars how many times. Yeah.
0: Or tried to get across the water somehow by using your fucking car or flying it or whatever.
1: Yeah. Yeah. But yeah.
0: Um, we just had a segment here during the match. Jerry Lawler was kind of getting it back and forth, ringside with Paul Bearer, which they kind of did a cutaway of, which is stupid. But uh, the action has been somewhat well-paced, I think. Undertaker's been taking it to Steve Austin, but it Gosh, hasn't been that ch- slow. Choking him on the middle
1: row. Yeah. I'll say, You know, I think Steve Austin is another one who... Thank God turned for the best, kind of like mankind, right? We get yeah. someone who it was like he made his debut, and it's like I don't know about this. And Steve Austin took it and essentially ran with it, just like mankind did. And first, and what's interesting is that I think Steve Austin is like kind of super generic. I mean, he's a black wearing black completely tux, black knee pads, black boots, black wrist tape. Yeah, but but it's his look, like his, like his actual like eyes look. Yeah, and that's yeah. What obviously we know. The stone cold thing blah 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 but i don't know he really uh he i feel like he's someone who it's working well you know what i mean i'm not like why is this guy fighting undertaker in the main event of raw like well, to me
0: yeah and no i agree with you and i think what you're kind of getting at is this is the next era of a wrestler and i think we're seeing it right here this isn't an occupational this isn't 24 colors on tights this isn't overly blown out hair this isn't face paint you know it's a regular dude in regular trunks he's very compelling on the mic he's kind of got a cool brawling style mm-hmm. and he does have a very distinct i'd say modern for this time look about him it's a modern character yeah it's not like bubble gum and fucking ice cream it's 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 got an edge to it. And I think maybe that's another reason why we like a guy like Goldust. There's an edge to it. A guy like Ahmed, there's an edge to it. It's just, I think he's a good front runner for these guys who have either made something out of nothing. You take the ringmaster and in three weeks, this dude, Stone Cold Steve Austin, like, fuck the ringmaster. I ain't doing that bullshit.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. I think he's a Really good representation of, hopefully, the direction we're going in.
1: Yeah, I agree. Uh, also, and we were, well, we're seeing a weird package now because we're coming back from commercial, but yeah, um, it's the it's live
0: in, tour bullshit
1: thing. I think it's interesting to know Steve Austin did not come out with no King of the Ring gimmicks.
0: That's a very, very good point
2: because just every last night.
0: year, every year up until this one, they do that. So that's interesting. I don't know if Brett did it much, but, like, the other people who have won definitely did.
1: Yeah, pretty weird. Yeah, We're back. Weird. Undertaker hits old school on Steve Austin. During the break, look at this. Steve Austin grabbed a chair, but Undertaker stopped him with a kick oh, in the uh, gut.
0: Um, Did Pillman stick around ringside, or did he just leave? I feel
1: like he might have left. Because I feel like we would have heard his voice yelling. Something, yeah. Uh, If you're following along, we're at 41 minutes and 45 seconds. So we got roughly just under, like, eight minutes left of the show, I think.
0: See, this is what Undertaker needs. Undertaker needs a guy like Steve Austin, who's fucking hungry, who's on, on a roll... Who's looking to have decent showings and like not looking to just cash a check and fuck around. Yeah. Like he's getting a good little match out of Undertaker right now. I'm pretty invested. Yeah, no, this is this isn't bad, man. It's not your bullshit stalling raw match with the Undertaker in it.
1: No, he's attacking
0: the leg here.
1: Yeah, someone mowing their lawn over there or what? No,
0: some asshole just pulled in with a crotch rocket, it sounds like. <laughs> okay. Um, You know what? And there's something special about Steve Austin, and I think Bret Hart has a little bit of it too, but when he's attacking a limb, it just somehow feels more dangerous and interesting than, like, anybody else doing it. Like, when Undertaker was just getting his leg wrapped around the rope, it looked like Steve Austin was really trying to fucking break that thing off. Yeah. I like that kind of shit.
1: He also gave a blatant poke in the eyes to Undertaker before dropping a forearm off the middle rope on him.
0: Yeah.
1: Here he goes, working that left leg more over the apron.
0: Like, if this was IRS doing this shit, we'd be like, holy fuck, this is so fucking boring. But since it's Steve Austin, and he does it with just such aggressiveness.
1: Look at these guys yelling very, very loud, oh, rest God. in peace. You'd think the whole arena's chanting, but it's really like seven guys. Or like six <laughs> guys or like, and I, I at first thought they were chanting, like, rest in peace, like, Undertaker, you're losing. But yeah. Paul Bearer started chanting with them, and now they're holding up Undertaker merchandise, so...
0: Yeah, there's like a little baby shirt of Undertaker, and then now some kid has a full-blown wall poster he was holding up. Like, what the fuck is going on here?
1: Yeah, where'd they get d- that shit?
0: I was just gonna say, they did not have that a minute ago. Sorry for the tr- truck guy, if you can hear him, by the way.
1: Yeah, let the window. You shut the fuck up.
0: Well, I don't... Let me see. I don't even know how
1: close he is.
0: Because we are right by the highway, so it might just be some bullshit.
1: Yeah, I'm sure it is.
0: Oh, no, he's pulling into the complex.
1: Okay. Oh, look at this. Goldust and Marlena are coming down ringside.
0: Goldust is wearing no entrance gear other than the wig. Which is kind of
1: hilarious.
0: Yeah, that's funny as fuck.
1: But once again, I just saw a guy in drag earlier in the show. I'm just saying. No, is that a Dustin Rhodes? Someone just had a natural Dustin Rhodes poster, a WCW poster. I'm almost positive. Holding it up. <laughs> I hope no, so. Those guys right in the in the front, the king shirt guys. Oh okay. Okay Gold Goldust has dust. grabbed
0: the headset. Yeah, he's jumping on commentary here.
1: Are those shirts airbrushed? I think they're meant to look like that.
2: Oh okay.
0: Um momentum is slowed here now that Gold Dust is at ringside. We're in a, a knee lock here.
1: Goldust, I bet you isn't going to say a damn thing right now. I'm okay with that.
0: A little intensity from Goldust. Right. I think he needs it to get back on track because so far he's been looking like a jabroni with the last couple uh, losses here.
1: Yeah, I agree with that.
0: Undertaker's on bad legs, damn it.
1: Somewhat damaged goods.
2: Holy!
1: Oh my god, that fucking chop block. That was a nice-ass chop block.
0: Why is he working the legs over, though? Oh, maybe so he can't do the tombstone, I guess?
1: Yeah, I guess that's a good point.
0: Superstar line, call option six. Why would Paul Bearer cost The Undertaker a victory at King of the Ring? Oh, fuck, I forgot that happened. It was Uh, a miscommunication thing.
1: I forgot about that as well. I'm surprised we're not playing into that more during this match. Well, it was a mistake, Dallas. It was a mistake. Oh, that's right. It was a mistake.
0: Back to the uh, action here.
1: Undertaker's not a man of many words, so he wouldn't bring it up either.
0: Right, yeah, it's it's unspoken at this point.
1: Austin moves out of the way for that leaping clothesline of The Undertaker. Now he's on the middle rope, Steve Austin against the ropes, coming back. Oh, Undertaker moves, though.
0: Wait. What the fuck? You didn't even sell it. He says no, he's not selling it.
1: He said no, I ain't doing that. Oh, is he going to hit the choke slam?
0: Goldust watching on in fear.
1: Oh, that's a big one.
0: Goldust is gonna cost him the match right now. I guarantee you. Yeah, he's <laughs> heading toward
1: the ring. He's getting on the apron. We can probably the are apron. on on the feed here. Oh, he just threw glitter in his eyes. That's a. Are they thing. ringing the bell? They did. Steve Look Austin at the glitter all
0: over him. Holy shit!
1: That's pretty funny. Covered in glitter.
0: What the fuck? Steve Austin's
1: got more on him than fucking Undertaker does. I know. So Undertaker wins by disqualification.
0: Steve Austin bails out.
1: But he's getting out of Dodge.
0: Paul Bearer comes in the ring. He's confused.
1: He's like, oh, the music, the bell. Could you do the taunt taker? Oh, my God. He didn't win. He did by disqualification.
0: (laughs) Yeah, but like, nah, he didn't But he didn't
1: really win, yeah. No.
0: That was a pretty back-and-forth battle, though. I actually enjoyed that match.
1: Guys, we're making history. Austin has enjoyed an Undertaker match. Well, I was just
0: going to say, I think that's the first time I've ever said that I enjoyed an Undertaker match here on Icobod. I think they, oh my My god, look at those glitters on his fucking eyes. That's nuts, dude. We just gotta Undertaker. Yeah, King's on the apron here.
1: Well, he's on Undertaker, why don't you ask him why he cost you the victory? Undertaker's going after King, and Paul Bearer's like stepping in the middle middle of him.
0: Wow. Causing a rift.
1: interesting they just said a couple things in commentary what's happening next week but i missed all of it so
2: well i saw
0: that of course we're getting sean and janetti next week which i'm always a sucker for so i'm fine with that um and i want to say gold dust was taking on somebody one-on-one and
1: i heard mark Miro, so i don't know Uh,
0: maybe yeah maybe mark Miro. um okay i thought believe it or not despite some of the matches running long that that was a really good Raw
1: to come off a pay-per-view with. I think so, too. I don't think that was really that bad at all. Uh, the only, the I mean, yeah, the matches went a little bit long and stuff, but I think they all served at least somewhat of a purpose. Um, I wasn't bored out of my mind. So I'd say that was not too bad, man. Um, And I'm going to tell you this right now.
0: I, I'm going to be straight up. That Undertaker main event was good for two reasons, twofold for me. Number one, Steve Austin helped keep a pace where Undertaker was caught off guard, so not in control a lot, so the pacing kind of stayed good. Mm -hmm. And number two, I think right there, the match that Steve Austin just had with Undertaker... The profile of the match, again, because The Undertaker comes with pretty big profile. Mm-hmm. That match is the first time in ring that Steve Austin, to me, has felt like a main eventer.
1: I think that's a good point.
0: Yeah. Because he's had decent little matches with Savio, and nothing against Savio, but he's definitely a mid-card act, um, if not upper mid-card act. That, to me, just now, that main event of Raw, the decent amount of time that they got, and the fact Mm -hmm. that it didn't feel boring as fuck, yeah to me, that just helped make Steve Austin even more than his King of the Ring victory. He went toe-to-toe with Undertaker. They had a good 15-minute match. Neither of them come off looking shitty. Nobody, like, does a job or, or, like, a shitty ending. um. I don't know, man. I think that was both beneficial on both ends. Beneficial for Undertaker because, again, he gives it an opponent that isn't nine foot tall or 600 pounds. Yeah. Uh, or a jobber. Mm-hmm. Or somebody he's faced 10,000 times. So it's a fresh opponent for the Undertaker who gives him a good run for his money. And it gives Steve Austin a fucking his first – Main event where it feels to me like he's a main event star. So I can't say enough good about that main event, and it wasn't even that great. But I thought, in context, man, that was perfect.
1: Yeah, I agree. Uh, and I think that, you know, it didn't need to be, you know, great because Raw does not give us a lot to uh, compare to, uh, in as far as especially good main events. So I, I think we it, got
0: spoiled with that main event on Raw.
1: Yeah, which usually when we get spoiled, <laughs> we pay for it. Fucking three the next three weeks. We pay for it, but at least we got look. For, we look forward to seeing Shawn Michaels next week, and I, you know, like you said, he's had some decent matches with Janetty in the past. What's gonna stop him from having a decent little match, uh, even as random as it is, uh, next week on Raw?
0: Yeah, and I think it's interesting to note that yes, they these guys have wrestled ten thousand times since nineteen ninety one. But at the same time, it seems to be, you know, a decent amount of time has passed in between. So you're always getting a slightly different Sean versus a slightly different Marty Jannetty. Now, the last run that Jannetty had, his most recent one with us here on IcoPod, was probably my least favorite. So I'm hoping that he's going to maybe rebound off of that, and it's not that Jannetty that we're getting the fucking new rockers Jannetty, cuz I don't want that shit.
1: Uh, yeah, that's a fair point. <laughs> um
0: and it's also not often lately that Sean has a, a singles match on Raw. So hopefully these guys are going to get a decent little chunk of time as well. Um but I think yeah, I think that's a pretty good profile match to uh to move us into
1: next week for sure. Yeah. I agree. Um what? I guess until then, um, you know, we got we got some stuff to look forward to, which is nice. Yeah. And and I think that alone uh, is fun. Steve Austin
0: has me excited, dude. I am excited to
1: watch this motherfucker. Between Steve Austin, Brian Pillman's here. Yeah, Brian Pillman. I just I just wish that Pillman wasn't injured. I know. But he's going to provide some entertainment regardless. So, I mean, I'm okay with it. Uh, I'll take the entertainment value.
0: Well, so. and this was, again, super random, which I like. Raw should be spontaneous. That When they first debuted Raw, dude, it was like uncut, uncooked, uncensored. Like, anything can happen. Yep. For 93, it was like that. Fucking Savage and Crusher, like, battling out on the fucking streets in New York City. And, like, all this shit's happening. And it's like... what. It was pretty spontaneous. As soon as 93 kind of ended, the spontaneousness was ripped the fuck away. Because by WrestleMania 10, dude, it was by the books. Fucking by the books. So now that, like, that might be slowly creeping back in to just compete with WCW. Hey, we got to do shit that people aren't expecting. Man, we're getting lucky because this show needs it. It needs that... you know spontaneousness
1: yeah i agree i mean it definitely uh makes it more fun yeah yeah
0: even gold dust coming out with his wig on like sitting ringside and then ends up causing the
1: finish of the match to go awry like yeah we need that yeah i agree because even that i mean he was just sitting there he didn't do anything right but and I, I hate to say it, I didn't hate the, the glitter to the ice to end the match either. I, I would have If you
0: would have gave me a list of ten things that's going to happen, I wouldn't have picked that one. No. So, yeah. Absolutely not. No, I, I think that's good. Uh, I would say the weakest for me at this point is definitely the tag division. I just have zero interest. And obviously they do too because the biggest thing they're pushing with that is like the sunny and cloudy shit.
1: Wow, yeah. And Sonny's mystery manager, which is just super super fun.
0: Yeah, so I don't know. I think it is what it is when it comes to that stuff.
1: But uh,
0: yeah, I'm looking forward to next week. Steve Austin has given me a shot
1: in the arm like you wouldn't believe, buddy. Well, that's what we all need, man. And uh, I'm glad that we're getting something. Maybe King of the Ring was like, we just had to get pushed right over King of the Ring and then... I think so. I think so,
0: because rolling into the end of 96 and into 97, 97 is, is heralded as, like, a fucking flagship year for WWF. Like, they start turning shit around, and then by 98, they're number one again. So, I don't know, man. I'm hoping, and we've said it a million fucking times. But I'm hoping this was our watershed moment of, okay, Steve Austin's about to run shit for the next fucking forever, and it's going to be good fucking shit.
2: Yeah,
1: I agree. But we'll uh, we'll see what happens. And yeah. uh, maybe next week we will uh, talk about some ratings and stuff like that. Bob didn't give me those in my notes, so I don't know what they are now. But we'll talk about it next week. We'll see how Rod <laughs> did compared to Nitro. And we will... Uh, <laughs> We'll see what happens next on Raw. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I don't know if I got anything. I never have anything to say, but I don't think I have anything I can add that we have not already said.
0: So, uh, Bob, Bob, did you
1: have anything? Bob? Um, uh, no. Okay. Well, on that note. Oh, wait, Bob, you do have something to say? Oh, I, I don't like buttholes. Oh, okay. I had pizza for dinner tonight. I had three DiGiorno's. No, well, it's like he's here the whole time. Man. I know. he was just sitting here shoving his mouth full of pe- Little did everyone know, Bob actually is on the podcast <laughs> right now. But yeah. all he's doing is.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Let's be serious. Okay, here's the thing. We're going to right now, I'll put Bob in this episode. Okay, this is what he was doing. Checking the baseball scores.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> he's fucking watching an NFL game at the same time he's watching this shit.
1: And a nitro or like a thunder. He's watching thunder from '99 on one screen. He's got the Vikings losing to the fucking uh, 49ers on the other screen. Yeah,
0: fucking bullshit. Fucking Sarah's coming in like with one hand on screen, handing him a Wendy's bag. Like that's what that's fucking happening.
1: He's got two burgers, a large fry, and a large frosty. Yeah,
0: he's reclined in his bed, and, like, he shifts his camera around a little bit and pretends he's not in his bed, but, like, that motherfucker's laying down while he's watching this
1: shit. Yeah, and he sets the microphone sideways. He's like, can can you guys hear me okay?
0: Yeah, and he's like, yeah. So there you go. Bob was there the whole time. That's what he's doing, and that's what he does every fucking week. Yeah. So I don't want to hear shit.
1: Yeah, me and Austin always have our eyes on the product and have stuff to talk about. Well, <laughs> yeah,
0: just end it with that,
1: dude. Just keep it there. Well, for Dallas Gridley, he's Austin Skinner, and this has been IcoPod.
0: You gotta hear it.